Hello and welcome back to United United. This is episode 14 and Jem is here. Dave, you are alongside me. Dave, how are you? Uh, I'm not very well, Jem. Oh. For various reasons. I've got a winter cold to go with the Winter World Cup. And I'm still coming to terms with uh, Morocco's departure from the World Cup. It's not been a good couple of days, has it? <laughs> don't, worry well, about, I'm... don't worry about England. Morocco. <laughs> Who? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. Um, maybe you should uh, get a nice vegetable pie in you tonight or something like that. <laughs> uh, just to warm you up a little That's bit. That's a so. great idea. If only I thought of that, Jim. Vegetable pie. Maybe a homemade <laughs> one, Jim. Maybe. You should go to uh, the shops, Dave. They do short crust uh, pastry for about a pound. Really good. So Great, great tip. Great yeah. tip. So, yeah, a bit of a cookery program here tonight. Jim, um, how to make a vegetable pie? Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but we're actually doing MasterChef now. Uh, it's football, ta- like collaborating with MasterChef. So, um, <laughs> Christmas around the corner, Christmas dinner tips. We're yep. here for you. Well, get a bunch of vegetables, stew them all down, let the sweetness come out, Jim. <laughs> add a bit of, um, add a bit of flavouring, bit of paprika, maybe a bit of bisto. Let that simmer for about an hour and a half. Maybe put some meat in if you, if you, if you're a meat eater, and then a bit of shortcrust pastry on top, Jim. Um, you know the pre-made stuff stick that in the oven for half an hour you've got a vegetable pie lovely yeah lovely can't beat it so okay there we go well um if people haven't switched off by now we should probably go to uh, the football go to the world cup it is can you can you believe it we've nearly had a month of football um world cup football mm. it's, it's, it's flown by I, I feel like it has anyway as it's, we're down to two games left, aren't we? The, the, two the, games left. The third, fourth two playoff, the meaningless playoff, and then the uh, and then the final. Yeah, so I guess we've got <coughs> quarterfinals to cover, and we've got the semi-finals to cover, and we'll preview the final. Yep. Uh, where do you want to start, Dave? Well, we should probably just. Um, by the way, I'm going to be coughing all the way through this, so just warning the listeners: you'll hear a lot of coughing on this. But um, you know my predictions, Gem. I had, I had a prediction, didn't I, of how the quarterfinals would go, and then how the semi-finals would go, and who would be in the final and who would win it. And yep. I, my big predictions were Morocco would beat Portugal, yep, and uh, Croatia would beat Brazil, yep, and I think I also predicted what was the other one? Um, what were the other two quarterfinals? Uh, uh, Croatia. Yeah, beat Brazil, um, England, Argentina, France. Netherlands, Argentina. Yeah, I think Argentina beat Netherlands, and then England to beat France. And yep. I got I got three out of four right, Jim. You did. Uh, England let me down, and uh, and then of course the semi-finals. I predicted uh, Morocco to beat France and Croatia to beat Argentina, and that's where it all came crashing down. But you know, maybe I maybe what I was talking about, Jim, is. Um, <laughs> Not them qualifying for the final, but I think what Croatia and Morocco were doing were trying to qualify for the third, fourth place playoff. Yep. A qualification for that game requires you to lose the semi-final. Mm. So a canny game by Croatia and Morocco to both deliberately lose those games to qualify yep. for the third, fourth playoff because they didn't want to be in the final. No, I mean I can't. I can't believe they lost in the semi-final just for your predictions. That's that's fair play to them. Yeah, excellent. Just for you. Uh, well, they're playing the meaningless game, Jim. 
Well, we say meaningless. I think that's the most important one, isn't it, Dave? That's what, sorry? The most important uh, game, isn't it, out of the two? Well, it is the most important game because the final, who cares about that? Who cares about that? We, we want to see who comes third. And actually, Jim, something I've been campaigning for for a long time is, how about this? You automatically qualify for the next World Cup if you if you win the third, fourth playoff. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. That would make that game everything on it. Yep, uh, definitely. So we'll be tuning into that one. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people will be behind Morocco in that game as well. But yeah, um, that'd be nice. That'd yeah, be nice. It will be nice. Yeah. Um. So, Jem, the the quarterfinals. Um. You know what? What a series of games they were. Uh, yeah. Gosh, where do we start, Jem? Is there a particular game you want to focus on for the quarterfinals? Uh, we might as well get the failure out of the way. Hey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fail gate. Failed at the final hurdle again. Yeah. Failed as a player, failed as a manager. Um, you know, all these people, oh, but look at the job he's done. Look at the culture he's created. I'd like to give people the list of play- of teams we've played against yeah. in the knockout stages of World Cups. Um, I've not got that list. Oh. However, <laughs> we've not played any of the big, or the so-called big nations at all. Mm. Um, played Belgium in the group and the... Third place playoff last time. Yep, lost both. So I just, I just can't see it. I think he's got to go. It's time to go. His game management is nowhere near. You know, you've got people like, oh, come on, we get, we give Trent a bit of stick, but you need a goal. You need something against France. Get Trent Alexander Arnold on the pitch. Get some of your star players on the pitch. You can't be putting Sterling and whoever else they put on before Rashford and um, Grealish and that sort of thing. So, for me, he's done. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're out because this is this is a this should be the turning point for England. Because look at the squad we've got, Dave. Yep. The squad we've got. We we should be winning the next World Cup or at least getting to the final anyway. So, uh, France. I don't think they were that good. To be fair, we made them look bang average, but um, they're through and they went on to face um, Morocco. They did. I think for the England game, Jem, um, there's a few things just to, to add to what you've said. I think, uh, first of all, how did we manage to go out on a penalty kick in a game that didn't go to penalties? <laughs> I mean, it's just happened again, hasn't it? You know, how many times are we going to lose games on penalties? And that this one didn't even go to penalties. So that was that was one aspect of this game, Jem. Um, yep. Another aspect, I can't understand these people. You know, this, these people who say, oh, yeah, you know, Jordan Henderson, inspired move. You play him in midfield, <laughs> that frees up Bellingham. Um, you know, Rice and Henderson frees up Bellingham to do his thing. Yeah, I know a few of them. Yeah. What, a, what a load of rubbish, Jim. Um, <laughs> absolute ridiculous statements. Yeah, Jordan Henderson shouldn't be anywhere near the England team. Uh, and, you know, you've got Madison on the bench, you know, what, what was the point of taking Madison? I know he was injured to start off with, yeah. but you know, you need a bit of magic. You need a bit, you need something to unlock defense. You maybe even need to score a free kick near the end. And and no one is talking about some Marcus's miss. No. You know, we're talking about Harry Kane hitting a conversion over the bar, taking lessons from Johnny Wilkinson, but no one's talking about some Marcus who had a perfectly scorable free kick with the last kick of the game. He did it in the previous... Was it the previous game? He did it against mm. uh, 
was it Senegal? Wales, was it? Wales. Yeah, Senegal, yeah, I can't remember. One of the two. He's done it before in the World Cup, and it was virtually identical position, and he it goes just slightly over the bar, and he's like, ooh, that was close. But, yeah, Sir Marcus, you know, close is, is nowhere. See, see, if we had more technical players like Trent and Madison on the pitch, Dave, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the ones that free-kick specialists. Yeah. Not just... Uh, Southgate's chosen man, so yeah, and Bowen, of course, um, the forgotten man. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I am hopeful for you know Euros um, twenty twenty four. Gem eighteen months away, Rice captaining that team. I can see him lifting the <laughs> European trophy in Germany. In fact, in Germany, Germany, wow, in, in eighteen yeah. months' time. So that's a very exciting, Gem. Uh, you're right. We've got a lot of talent there. Um, the other thing to say about England, you know, their departure at the at the airport, it was via the South Gate. <laughs> uh, so, nice, nice. But you know, we've got to wait for Gareth to decide what he wants to do, Jem. Not 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 make a decision about him. We need to wait to see what he wants to do. That's the right thing, isn't it, Jem? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's that's the right way. If he wants to stay in the job, he should have the job, right? That's how it, that's how it works. David one one, you were calling for I think a knighthood for was it Harry Kane? <laughs> I was. Um, that was unbelievable to Ian and myself in the chat that you'd put that in. Yeah, I did. Um, that soon changed, didn't it, Dave? Yeah, I don't remember what I said when after <laughs> that, but basically in the dungeons with him. <laughs> Take strip strip away all his honours. Uh. If Harry Kane had put that penalty in the back of the net. I do remember what I said, actually. Spursy. One word. <laughs> Spursy. That's <laughs> very true. England are turning into Spurs, so... What was no. it What was it I saw? He scored something like... How many goals has he scored? Like 300 goals in his career or something. Yeah. And not one of them counted for anything. <laughs> Which is quite something. Yeah. So... I don't know. You know, when when Kane's winning games for England's, we're for England, we're all Harry Kane fans. If he moved away from Spurs, I could be a Harry Kane fan. <laughs> Any other team? Well, maybe apart from Chelsea, um, Liverpool, but almost any other team, Jem, I could be a Harry Kane fan. But you know, when he's done that, he's burned all the kudos he had. Would you take him at West Ham, Dave? Well, I would take him as a squad player. <laughs> He'd have to bide his time behind um, Antonio, of course, mm. and Bowen, he'd have to, and Skamaka. He'd have to sort of work his way into the team. But so I the, think ma- he'd, the mafia man. <laughs> he'd be, yeah, he'd be a good squad player though. Maybe for you know League Cups and Europa uh, Conference games. Well, that's a good, that's a fair point. That would be his level, wouldn't it? Really. So. Uh, well, we found that out last season, didn't we? He like, likes scoring against Farmers. Against NS Mura for last season. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's England for you. Um, yep, it was uh, quite depressing actually. Yeah, I was I was sad to see them go out, and I thought we was a real opportunity missed because I don't know what what do you think of France, Gem? They they we haven't discussed this before this podcast, but they are they a good team or not? I mean, they they play well in parts, don't they? They mm. they seem to be able to turn it on and score a goal when needed. Are they a good team? And Griezmann, I've got to say, in all seriousness, mm. can't believe how consistent that guy is. Mm. Like he's missed, he's played like seventy-four consecutive games or something. Yep. And he well, his work rate is he is brilliant. 
Yeah. Uh, Pogba called him Griezmann Kante last night. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think of France when we talk about the semi-final day. Okay. Um, so the other quarter-final was Morocco and Portugal. Oh. Uh, you predicted it, Dave. I called it, didn't I? And honestly, I, I watched this game in a pub in London and it was, maybe it was being in a pub with the atmosphere, but it was the best, I thought, it's my most enjoyable game of the World Cup. I absolutely loved it. Mm. Just the way it all unfolded. Um, I mean, it was just like, I show speed, had tickets for the semi. He was ready for that, you know. Um, and the goal scorer, Yusuf El uh, Nezri, apparently he leapt to the nine feet to head that ball in. It, 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 was, it was magnificent. And I'm wondering if that was a higher leap than the famous Ronaldo leap in the Champions League that time. Um, That's a good point. Uh, I think that was one of the greatest moments of the World Cup. It was only eclipsed in the same game, actually. There was an even greater moment when Ronaldo stomped off at the end. And in this pub, every time he showed his face on the screen, he was booed. <laughs> so uh, that was, yeah, it was just a sweet game. I just really enjoyed it. Morocco morocked Portugal in the quarter final. It's <laughs> very good. So, yeah, so that means Morocco. Based France, mm. and we might as well go into that first. You know, yeah. we'll do one side of the of the draw, and then yeah. go to the next. So, Morocco v France, Dave was uh, was last night. Yeah, game too yeah. far. I think the the big problem for Morocco was even before the game started. You know, Agued was going to start at the back, West Ham West Ham player. He was going to hold everything together, and then he had to pull out at the very last minute through injury, just before mm. the game started, mm. and they never recovered from that. I mean, you know, if you lose a West Ham player, you're going to be struggling in the World Cup. I, I was going to say, is it is it because they didn't have that quality and that intelligence of a West Ham player in their squad that you know that they've been used to? Was he carrying the team? Well, I think I think it's pretty evident from last night that he was. Yeah. Yep. Even even though, though he didn't play in every game, he still was carrying the team. <coughs> but, it's about the impact on the sideline as well, Dave. It, it is. It is. But it was a strange game last night because. You know, that early goal from France, um, which Morocco then had to come back from. But they had chance after chance and just couldn't finish, didn't have a finisher, a natural finisher up front. If they had a natural finisher, they'll be a very dangerous team because mm. the energy they bring and the passion they bring and, and also the, just the skill. I thought they were excellent. Um, and uh, it just wasn't to be, was it? No, it wasn't. But... Um... You know, fair play to them, Dave. They've entertained us, and let's hope they get that third place uh, yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, I did. I did message the goalkeeper on Instagram after the game, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bono. Yeah, and I said, uh, "You're a great player, mate. Well done." And he said, uh, "You too." <laughs> I'm, I'm choking. <laughs> I'm choking. I mean, I knew it was all right, but I didn't know it was that funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering which song you were going to pick out, but you just did went for the group. Fair enough. Uh, I probably used all the songs up last week. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. I didn't. I couldn't really go anywhere. Yeah. That, so. No, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great entertainers. Really, really great story. You know, first African team to yeah. uh, first um, uh, Arabic team as well to get this far. Mm. Uh, really great to see. Um, and Africa. I think Pele predicted that they would win the World Cup within 
like 20 years and that was about 30 years ago um so they're overdue Jim. yeah yeah uh, an african team so morocco are the trailblazers and you know football's changing the world of football is changing so we'll wait for 2026 yep looking forward to that one so we've got france in the final yeah and now we need to go to the other side so we had croatia versus brazil in the quarterfinal days uh oh. well once again you're on fire what a game this was. I think I texted you after this one going, it's actually happening, Jim. It's happening. <laughs> because what what a game this was. I mean, when Brazil went, was it 1-0 up with uh, the Neymar goal? Mm, yeah. And you're thinking, oh, well, that's that's that game done. Yeah. And then Croatia, they've just got stickability, haven't they? <coughs> and they came back with a mishit shot that <coughs> hit the defender and went in. But yeah. hey, they all count. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, funny stat on Croatia about the last two World Cups. Mm. You know, they've reached the final, they've reached the semi-final. Uh, oh, well, I gave it away now, but they, I think everyone knows the result. They've reached semi-final and the final, and they've not won one knockout game in 90 minutes. That's incredible. All in extra time or penalties. Yeah. And yes, people are probably wondering, oh, so they, they went through. They did. They went through. They beat Brazil on penalties. Uh, what a penalty shootout as well. Yep. It was just sensational. Um, really good to see. Did, did Brazil score a penalty in that, in that shootout? Was that the so, game? No, that was... So, uh, it was another... Are we going to call him West Ham? Because he's on loan from West Ham, isn't he? Vlasic. Uh, so, he scored his. Rodrigo missed. And Croatia actually scored all four of theirs. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Man U player Casemiro scored. Um, we don't mess around. Man United players, we're massive. Uh, and just yeah, well, I've got something to say at the end anyway. But um, Man United don't miss. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, they they scored two, Dave. They scored mm. two. Vlasic. I mean, here's a player we shipped off to to Torino because he wasn't doing it for us. And he comes into the World Cup as like a World Cup star player. You know, he's a super sub. Yep. Comes in, looks every inch a World Cup player. Coolly tucks away the, the, the penalty in the penalty shootout. Um, just incredible. Yep. I think, uh, get him back on, get him back. He's only on loan to Torino. Get him back. But, you know, Moyes, I don't think Moyes fancies him. I think Moyes has seen something that the rest of the world haven't. Um, so he might be a World Cup star. He might be able to sort of control a, a World Cup game coming on as a sub and score penalties. But can he do it for West Ham away to Southampton on a Tuesday night? No, he can't. You know, never doubt Moyes. Isn't that right? That's that's advice that yeah. I'd give people. He yeah. is a, he's a legend of the game. In Moyes, we trust. Yep. And uh, the other thing about that, you know, Brazil were doing their dancing, weren't they, in the uh, in the previous round? Uh, they, they were. They ain't dancing anymore, are they? No, they are dancing their way back to the airport because, well, it, it, even the manager, he, the manager's left now. Right. Uh, yeah, you could say that about a few of the teams, actually. Yeah. I think, you know, Portugal manager left. Yeah, Spain manager. He Spain went. Spain manager, now Brazil's. I think there's a few others as well, but uh, Belgium. But, um that's it. Croatia into the semi-final, and they were going to play against either the Netherlands or Argentina. And I've got to say, this was—you remember Battle of the Bridge, Dave? Yeah. This yeah. was the, the Battle of Qatar. This was amazing. What a game! 
Well, the Battle of the Bridge was one of my favourite Premier League games ever, not just for all the fouls, because it all got completely out of hand, but just the result as well, because we all know yep. what it, how that ended up yep. um, and what and what the meaning of that was. Um, but honestly, this started, I think, in the first few minutes, the referee lost control of it, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think the very first tackle. It is useless, Dave. I mean, um, I know we don't do the frustration anymore, our most frustrating person, but... He has refed Man United before in the Europa League. Right. And uh, the things I want to say on this, I'm not going to say it on air because mm. what I want this referee, basically, if he retires, I'll be happy. But I, the guy is the guy's a joke, Dave. Mm. He, he can't, he can't referee. He can't. You know, I've said it before referees, some of them, they got picked last in football at school. And then they developed this hatred for football because they got picked last and they didn't... Uh, I am good enough. Well, I'm going to go into refing and annoy all the players. Well, well done, ref, because you've done that. Uh, it, it was an absolute disgrace, Dave. Uh, Argentina players moaning about him. I know. Incredible. They got given a penalty for nothing. Well, Jem, you know, we're going to come on to this, aren't we? This uh, Is there a conspiracy here? We'll come on mm, to this. Probably. Because we'll, we'll look at the final in a minute. But, um, yeah, incredible. And, uh, you know, the way the Netherlands came back into this, with good old Route 1 football, stick the big guy up top. <laughs> uh, who was it came on? Was it? Wout Weghorst. Weghorst. And ex Burnley, yeah, Sean Dyche would have been licking his lips <laughs> seeing that performance. I taught him that, I taught him that, one. yeah, exactly. And he came on, and honestly, all they had to do was pump balls into the box, and he was getting on the end of them a cracking mm. header. Amazing. And and then the uh, the equalizer, well, what a free kick! I was watching that thinking, you know, they had a bit of a, a Marcus Rashford moment, didn't they? It was like outside the box, yeah, can one of them, uh hit this in the top corner no they a little training ground routine and you're watching it going what are they doing what are they doing and the next second uh they course turned and slotted it past the keeper i mean what a goal that was i i didn't think i'd see anything ever like that dave and then something surfaced a video surfaced online right and Veghorst playing for wolfsburg a couple of years ago the exact same goal i promise you i i i you know, I promise you that's what happened. Okay, I'll try so, and find um, that one. You have to find that one. I'll do... So, Veghorst versus Wolfsburg. I think he's playing for Wolfsburg in the game. So. I'll see if I can get a still of that one and a still of the uh, uh, yeah. the Argentina goal. The yeah. goal against Argentina and we can do a spot the difference. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I'll put that on Instagram if I can find it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And yeah. just to... I don't know if anyone saw this, but Morocco-Portugal, the night after that had happened... Yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, he tried something similar and he passed it straight into the wall. And yes, Morocco went and counted. I did. I did see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's typical Bruno, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's straight into the wall. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> near the end. So, and then, and then of course, what the Netherlands didn't do once they got back to two all, it went to extra time because that was literally, I think, like the, just about the last kick of the game, yep. deep into like ten minutes into injury time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then they didn't they didn't carry on loading it into the box. They just then played a conservative game and of course yep. it got to penalties and then Van Dyke missed his first penalty. Yeah. Very first penalty gets missed. And then it's just it's just it just went from bad to worse, didn't it? 
It was mad. It was absolutely mad. Uh, I think my favourite part of the game was when uh, I think Paredes fouled Ake. And Paredes decided to boot the ball at the Netherlands bench. He oh, looked yeah. up and 12 Netherlands players were running at him. Uh, but he turned around and he probably faced, he probably should have stayed with, you know, stayed looking at the 12 players running at him because you had Virgil van Dijk running at him full speed yeah. and chest bumping him to the floor. Um, that that was uh, that was embarrassment. Yeah, and I think the ref, um, what did he do? He, he, I think he just told told somebody off and everyone carried on. <laughs> it was incredible, wasn't it? It was like a full pitch invasion <laughs> by the whole bench. <laughs> It, uh, it's just completely out of control. And there's something about these Argentina-Netherlands games. There's something about them. That, mm. I don't know. There's, I don't know what this rivalry is, but it goes all the way back to 1978 World Cup final when actually, I think the Netherlands did a similar thing, got back to equalised in the last minute for a big big centre forward as well. Uh, <laughs> his name escapes me right now, but scored a, an equaliser in the final. Um, last minute equaliser and then Argentina went on to win the game in it, it was in Argentina um, so there seems to be a bit of history between these teams and mm. oh it's what we love to see isn't it we love it absolutely love it yeah we really do and the only thing the only joke I've got the only the only you might have a few gem but you know Netherlands fell they fell at the final hurdle here and all I can say to that is timber <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good indeed. If only he had joined Man United, we could have uh, been using that in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's still hope. Yeah, there is. Yeah. We need timber in the Premier League. There's ah. endless jokes there. Um, okay. So that that's the quarterfinal. Have we covered the two quarterfinals on that side? We have. So now so, we're, we've got a semi-final between Argentina and Croatia. And of course, I had high hopes for Croatia in this one. I thought I thought yep. the pragmatic, methodical football of Croatia would be too much for this sort of uh, emotional football of Argentina. Hmm. How wrong I was! I mean, it was just a just like you said for the game in Morocco. The Morocco game it was a game too much for them, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was quite. Ah, the Argentina coaching staff were sat there in the seventieth minute, trying not to smile. I know. At three 0 up, I know. Um, I mean, the Alvarez goal—that uh, was something off of Looney Tunes. But <laughs> um, yeah. it was a um, an easy win for Argentina. You know, you could say the same about them. Easy running to the final. Yeah. Easy games. And Jem, you must be pleased because I know you're a big fan of um, this whole idea of Messi cementing his legacy as the world's greatest ever player by getting to the final and winning it so you must be pleased to see that you know the commentators like to talk about that a lot and I know you're, you're a big fan of that so you must be really pleased uh, yeah it makes me feel sick Dave to be honest <laughs> nothing nothing would have pleased me more if Croatia could have beat Argentina in this game but um, unfortunately that's not going to happen mm. because we but we had a fr- we've got France Argentina in the final Dave mm. and I'll tell you what my perfect situation would be. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe scores. Yeah. And France win 1-0. Mbappe then ends up getting the golden boot. Right. Golden ball as well. Uh, Messi in tears on the pitch. Yeah. Commentators, you know, 
not even bothered about France lifting the trophy. Just got cameras on Messi because they wanted their their little um, what do they call him, star boy, to yeah. win the World Cup. But the, the 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 prophecy didn't match up, and all this all this rubbish. Uh, Allez le bleu. That's what I'm saying again. Come on, come on, France. Uh, and then and then just to top it off. PSG, you know, Messi's probably been kicking off after the games, calling Mbappe all this and that. Yeah. PSG, sack Messi. <laughs> and Messi is done. He's finished. And and we've got a new era. This 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 is time for Mbappe. This is this is Mbappe time. Well, Jem, I was hoping you were gonna help me out of my conundrum because <laughs> I don't want France to win and I definitely don't want Argentina to win. <laughs> So I'm stuck. I don't know how. I, I was hoping you were going to find a way out of it for me. I thought you were going to say France win 1-0 with an Mbappe goal and then Mbappe fails a drugs test. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. <laughs> so the game's null and void. The, and the winner goes, goes to third place. Yeah, the winner goes to third place and Morocco win that. So that's what I was hoping you were going to say because I, I'm just conflict, completely conflicted for this game. Yeah. Um, I don't want all the messy hype. I don't buy into that. I mean, no. to be fair, you know, his because he can't run fast anymore. His little sort of jogging with the ball and then stopping and then jogging with the ball again—that does seem to fool every defender. Um, <laughs> surely they've watched videos of this. That's what he does. People, he he jogs with it, then he stops, make you stop, and then he jogs with it again. All you've got to do is keep moving with him. Yep. Anyway, they can't. They can't seem to fathom that out. I mean, if Aguirre was there, he'd figure this out. He'd be all over <laughs> well, I, you know, what? I've got to say, Dave, I feel sorry for Gavardiol, the Croatia defender mm. with the mask on. Oh yeah, he couldn't because see him. he couldn't see him. Yeah, he's, you know, Gavardiol is six foot three. Mm. Messi's five foot one. Whatever yeah. he is, he's got a mask on, which is covering half his face. <laughs> he's not got the full. He's not got full vision. It's like it's like a thoroughbred racehorse wearing blinkers, isn't it? <laughs> That's what it is, and he's like, well, "Where's he gone? He's he's not in my direct sight. Where's he? Gone? Oh, he's down there somewhere. Oh, he stopped again. Oh, oh, no, he started again." But one of the camera angles was perfect. He was still looking at the floor, yeah. and Messi was in the other direction. And yeah. you know, we, I, I felt sorry for him in that mask, but he has to wear it for safety, of broken nose and or eye socket, whatever it is. So, yeah, of course. Um, but he, he's he's one for the future, Gavardiol, and um, yeah, good player. I've, I've got I've got to say. Dave, um, this 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 is good because this guarantees a Man United player wins the World Cup. <laughs> so Varane is either going to get his second World Cup, yeah, and we're going to be you know calling him the greatest defender in the league and all this, that and that. You know what we do, or our Lissandro Martin as Leicher the butcher is going to have his first World Cup. So. Our centre halves are massive. Uh, well, Lissandro is not massive; he's only five foot nine. But we are absolutely massive <laughs> in terms of our uh, our presence. So, Man United are massive. Whoever wins, they're bringing it back to Old Trafford. Well, actually, Jim, you've just reminded me. Who's the manager of Argentina? Scaloni. Lionel Scaloni. And do you know who Lionel Scaloni is? What his pedigree is in football? No, you have to tell me. He was West Ham's right back in the season that we reached the FA Cup final in 2006. <laughs> and he was the player, if you remember this, when West Ham were 3-2 up at the Millennium Stadium in the FA Cup final. And the stadium announcer announces there are four minutes of injury time to be played as Scaloni clears it to Gerrard on the edge of the box, who then passed it in for the... <laughs> 
equalizer. <laughs> so that is Lionel Scaloni. Actually, really nice guy. To be fair, he, he we, me and my son met him once uh, after a game. We were hanging around outside the stadium, and um, he turned. You know, there's players that sort of turn up and. Um, sort of uh, get their autographs. And I think, you know, I was there getting autographs and my son was saying, can we go now, Dad? Can we go? No, no, no. no. I've got to get Marlon Harewood's autograph. And I've got to tell um, Hayden Mullins what I think of him. Rubbish. Um, you know, there was all that going on. And um, and then Scaloni comes wandering out of the, of the sort of players area with a rucksack on his back and just wanders off to the tube station. Off he, off he goes, just going home on the tube. So, so yeah, so it's down to earth guy. So for him, I can be pleased for Argentina winning for him. And have I got any allegiance to France at all? I can't think of a reason why I would want France to win. Uh, Dimitri Payet, he's obviously not in the squad, but what about him? He was a well, West Ham legend. He was a West Ham legend. And if he was in the squad, yeah, that's another reason not to want France to win because they, they wouldn't pick him. <laughs> What about for Europe, Dave? (laughs) Europe against South America. (laughs) You're clutching at straws, Jim. Like I say, I think if we can have some sort of scenario where I don't really mind, either team wins, but then there's a controversy and a scandal and the trophy is is taken away from both of them. That would be be my ideal scenario. I'll tell you what, Dave. Mm. You and me, we're going to have Morocco v Croatia as the World Cup final. Forget... Forget that other rubbish. Forget this the Sunday. Forget the Sunday afternoon game. We're we're the Saturday afternoon game, aren't we? That's that's yeah. the, that's the big game. Yeah. Traditional three pm Saturday afternoon football. Yeah. Morocco v Croatia. That is the real World Cup. Definitely. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, there we go, Jim. That's that's it. And then, of course, what we're going to be doing. I don't know if we when our next podcast is going to be, but um, we got the uh, we've got the Premier League back. Premier League, we've got the Carabao back. We've oh, got, yeah. I don't know. You guys aren't in the Carabao anymore, are you? No. Or are you? No? no, 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 no. We got knocked out by Blackburn on penalties. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot about that. Or, or did I? No, um, you remembered. Yeah, so we're going to uh, we're gonna have to bring the um, World Cup into the Premier League fixtures and the Carabao fixtures next week. So. We are. We're going to have to talk about the World Cup final and Carabao Cup matches. Man United v Burnley. <laughs> And then Argentina v France, so and Croatia v Morocco. Yeah, they don't get bigger than that, do they? Man, you v Burnley. By the way, Jim, just before we leave the World Cup, what about this? Did we have we mentioned this? The whole, you know, we talked about possible corruption and you know Qatar. What, oh yeah, have they done a good job? Maybe maybe we can review that after the final. But there was this. What do you think about the possible corruption thing about Messi and Mbappe? Have you got thoughts on that? Do, shall I shall I tell the listeners, or do you want to explain that to the listeners? No, I'll, I'll let you go for it. Well. This is what's come through, that PSG own Messi and Mbappe, as you mentioned before. Qatar own PSG. Yeah. FIFA in bed with Qatar for this last eight years for this, um, you know, to get this ridiculous bid through and the World Cup in November and December. Um, and uh, we've ended up with an Argentina v France final, exactly what FIFA would have wanted. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we can go back and revisit decisions, but... Was this meant to be, Jem? Were FIFA angling to make sure this happened, or is it just a coincidence? Listen, I, I'm all for this corruption because I think it's a joke. Uh, there's no way that Argentina, a team with Otamendi and Rodrigo de Paul, does not make the World Cup final. 
Especially their, their first result. Didn't they lose the first game? Uh, well, well, this brings me on to my point, Dave. Mm. Um, how about this? Mm. Saudi Arabia mm. paid good money to FIFA mm. and said, right, if you're going to let Argentina win it, we'll we'll give them that game. Yeah. But you uh, sorry, sorry, you've got to let Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, and then the rest of it, um, Argentina get get their run, route to the final, if, if you know what I mean. So oh, I, maybe they've said to Argentina, you have to lose your first game to Saudi Arabia to get in the other side of the draw. Yep. Right. Yes. Exactly. That will make sense now. Otherwise, yeah. they'd be meeting France in the semis, wouldn't they? Yep. Yep. So, uh, gosh, you know. Saudi Arabia, maybe they've, you know, after that game, they were saying, oh, Argentina lost their first game in 90 and all this. And in the 1990 World Cup, yep. still yep. made the final, but yep. lost. Maybe it's another one. Maybe history is repeating itself. Yep. Um, France, you know, they're just jogging along. And I, I, maybe Mbappe is part of it. I don't know. But well, I, hope, be, I hope France wins. You'll be pleased to know the 1990 World, fi- uh, World Cup final, Argentina absolutely imploded in that. And I think it was left with Maradona on the pitch crying <laughs> his eyes out. And I think they had a couple of players, at least one player sent off. It got very violent, that game. And it was a terrible, terrible game. And I think it was decided by a penalty to Germany. Bremer, Andreas Bremer, I think, okay. scored that goal, if I remember rightly. And uh, so, you know, maybe history will repeat itself. Gem. But but what I'm going to say about that, you know, if we are joining the dots here, if we are joining the dots and sort of uncovering the conspiracy, uh, listeners, just if we're not here for the next podcast, please alert the authorities. If we've gone missing, please alert the authorities and search the vaults in, is it Switzerland where FIFA are based? Yeah. Search the vaults there for us. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens. Let's hope, hope we're still around, Jim. Oh, oh, come on, France. Come on, France. I, I would love Argentina to implode on that pitch. Come on, Morocco. And come on, the drugs testers. Find <laughs> some banned substances in both teams. Yep. Yep. Uh, and just going away from the World Cup, even more important news than the World Cup, uh, I did preview the game uh, Crawley versus Hartlepool, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I need to give you this result because... Yep. It's quite important. I think I said Hartlepool sat at the bottom of yeah. League Two. You know, hardly got any points. Crawley, if they win, they're gonna, you know, get themselves out of it quite well. They're they're, yeah. they're at home and all this. Yeah, didn't see any YouTubers on the bench. I must say, uh, we thought Speed might turn up, but he ended up uh, in the in the Qatar Stadium. So, yeah. Crawley nil, Hartlepool two. Wow. Wow, that's just made my cough worse. The crypto boys are <coughs> imploding themselves. They really are, aren't they? It's been a bad week. It's been a bad month for crypto, hasn't it? What with that um, financial <laughs> trading company yep. going bust and losing a lot of money. So I don't know where that leaves Crawley. The great experiment continues, Gem. Yep. The great crypto experiment continues. They are going to be the YouTube team. And uh, yeah, struggling in League 2. What, what entertainment. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, I've got nothing else to say, Dave. Well, all I've got left is to cough. So I think <laughs> I need to go away and have a good cough because my voice is giving out now. So I think that's listeners are saying thank God for that. Yep. Uh, it's time time to go. I so, probably doesn't appreciate getting woken up by coughing. So No, no. He, he uses this to get to sleep and me coughing 
isn't going to help his sleep at all. No. So apologies for that, Ayaz. Uh, we'll try better next time. Hopefully, I'll be a bit better. Uh, if if we're around at all, Jim. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Stay safe, Dave. Will do. And you too, Jim. See you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.